RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. And I told you guys and uh, gals out there who love football that I would bring some special guests in every once in a while. And uh, it's called In the Trenches. This young man did not play in the trenches, although, let me premise this, he had that style like he was in the trenches. And I didn't really, a lot of those receiver types was the guys rolling around with the jewelry and stuff a la AB, but uh, he was an old school cat. Not from his age, but the way he played. But we have Mr. Michael Clayton in the house. What's up, kid? Yeah, what's up, man? Yeah, I know all about those trenches. I lived in those trenches. <laughs> yeah, you did. Re- rebuilt <laughs> my career in those trenches. Correct. And uh, those trenches, uh, working uh, on the perimeter in those trenches, in my opinion, gave us the mindset to be good enough to go to the playoffs mm-hmm. twice mm-hmm. in my tenure here with the Bucks. Correct. It's definitely something that has changed in the game uh, since since I played. Um, we got some dynamic wide receivers, mm-hmm. but uh, we got a lot of question marks too. And uh, based upon what we've seen, they are who we thought they were. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. After watching that game on Sunday, and I was at the game. I rewatched the game this morning. Um, for, for, give me your quick assessment of what you saw yesterday at Raymond James Stadium. You know, early I thought that the offensive line did a tremendous job. Jameis had a pocket every time that he dropped back to throw early in the game, I think the first half. Uh, I thought that Ronald Jones came in and ran the ball strong, even though I feel like there's still more. There is. Uh, he can't, to me, he's he, he's having a problem making that first guy miss, and he's electing to just run smash mouth football, which is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But you know this game. If you can't make people miss yeah. and sometimes get tackled easy, how long you gonna last? You a year know, and a half. A year, a year and a half. I mean, seriously. Re- the reality yep. is, like, w- one injury away from from him uh, going down, running the ball like that. Now mm. we like to see it, especially from the, what he, uh, what Ronald Jones put put forth his effort last year. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a tremendous upgrade. But I say, man, we we need some more juice. So at the running back position. I saw us uh, not have the ability to throw the ball in the, in, as a, in the check downs, mm-hmm. back out of the backfield. That that aspect of the game was just completely uh, eliminated. Did not see it at all. I didn't see option routes, which uh, last year Adam Humphreys was that mm-hmm. guy. Uh, we could have done more with Adam Humphreys last year, but this year we don't have that that type of body style wide receiver who's quick and can make those moves on third down. We elect going to the tight end, which, you know, the tight end, you know, Cameron Braid had some big Mm -hmm. plays that got called back. And O.J. Howard arguably played one of the worst games of his career. Uh, And um, ultimately, it's like the thing where you make a mistake, I make a mistake, you make a mistake, everybody on the team make a mistake. You Mm -hmm. got 22 mistakes Mm -hmm. and 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 five of those mistakes cost you the game. Uh, now, so there's potential, but there's also a lot of cleaning up to do. Now, these are some of the basic things I saw. There's a lot of mistakes in that game. And you yeah. know why there's a lot of mistakes? Because they don't pass no licks in preseason. None. Right. Okay? There's some guys out there hitting for the first time, you know, since last year, last December. So 
the football in general looked nasty, okay? And people are wondering why there's so many penalties in all these games is because the guys aren't ready. Yeah, especially early. Okay, definitely we, early. we did two-a-days with pads, licks all the time. We were, you know, seasoned, ready to go. But I... I saw a, I saw a 49ers team that was more aggressive than the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Okay, they were nastier than Buccaneers. I think that comes from the mentality of the GM uh, with John Lynch. Uh, I didn't see an overly talented uh, 49ers team, right. but I saw a Buccaneers team that going in, I thought the Buccaneers were going to um, not overpower them, but outman them with talent. Right. I didn't mm-hmm. see a whole lot of talent, and it's one game. But being at the stadium, and I'm speaking more so on the offensive side, Watching the routes, there was very rarely people open. And I know people are going to get down on Jameis. And I don't even know if I'm a Jameis apologist, Jameis fan. I don't know where I am with Jameis. I really don't. He didn't look great yesterday. But then again, what was great around him? Has he ever had good around him? Where's Where do you stand with Jameis Winston? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> he's shown me everything that I need to see to try everything in my power to teach him exactly what we need okay. as a quarterback. Okay. <clears throat> I think that, you know, once you are someone, it's very tough to change once the bullets start flying. Correct. You are who you are. Yep. So it will take a few years to get out of that, to get into the Bruce Arians mindset and get out of the Jameis Winston mindset that, Won him the Heisman that got him to be the number one pick of the draft that 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 got him a, a deal uh, that he's making twenty million dollars this year. That person, though it's been rocky mm-hmm. for him, it's worked. It has worked. <laughs> it has worked. It's worked. I know. So I know. it's it's now the psychological game, and that's the question mark. Does he have the ability to? Learn to do better, do do better mentally, not physically, mm-hmm. but mentally. Byron uh, Byron Leftwich said it, it's about where you go with the football. But now, you know, asking a quarterback to throw the ball away in that point, it's easy to say that. It is easy, but it, it's not his mentality. It's, it's not his mentality. Mm-hmm. With that first thing, man, let's make a play. Yeah, and that's the action. Because, because let's make what? a play, and then the guy gets caught up, and he throws it right to the guy. He's like, mm-hmm. why didn't you just throw it away? Because it's tough to change that Correct. mentality under the fire. Correct. What it, we love about Jameis is also what burns lead, lead to his demise. Okay, yeah. we've seen Jameis bounce off a couple dudes, yeah. spin out throw the ball down the field to Mike Evans who, or whoever, and then we want to crucify him when he makes that play and it doesn't turn out the right, right. way. The play that bothered me more than any play in that football game yesterday was the grounding uh, in the fourth quarter. You should know where your receivers are at. If you're throwing the ball away, which he clearly was doing in the end zone, why are you going to throw it in the corner in the end zone when nobody is there? I mean, the referees looked around like, you got to throw something. He wasn't right. throwing at nobody. Right. All he had to do, he could have thrown it through the goalposts, yeah. and he'd have been fine. To me, this is your fifth year, man. You can't do that no more. You got to be better than that. Yeah. You, at, at some point, I start to I start to think that the pressure is real. Oh, the pressure is real for sure. We've seen Jameis face pressure and really come out of it on top since he was in college mm-hmm. in terms of negativity and, you know, Compared to, you know, now it's time to play. Can he shake it off? He's mm-hmm. he's always done that. Mm-hmm. But now 
you facing an animal mm-hmm. that you've never seen before that you may not ever mm-hmm. get an opportunity to get, and that's the hundred million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. The pressure is real, mm-hmm. and I think that at times it's like he's he's in a different world because he does things that you be like, why did he do yeah, that? Yeah, why why that? Why that? After all why that, the, all that good the, stuff, right? Why that? Yeah, you and, know, and, and it's and, and it's something. Yeah, it's something. It's something. Mm. You know, the great ones don't do it. The great ones mm. don't do. Often, they, they the great ones make some of the great plays that Jameis make. Yeah. The great ones don't make mm. those boneheaded plays yeah. that you're making, and that's tough to put a finger on. Is it because you didn't see the guy? Mm. Is it because you panicked so much Correct. that? You weren't, you only saw your guy, like you're not actually seeing defenses. And I remember when I was in high school and I was a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Man, I couldn't read defenses no, as a quarterback. That's not easy to do, man. It's that's, not. That's not easy to do. I would see my guys yeah. and I would see a window mm-hmm. and I would throw it. And because I was an athlete mm-hmm. in high school, the throw would get there mm-hmm. and boom. I was a, I was a pr- I was pretty good at what sure. I did. Had success. Mm-hmm. Went to the playoffs and you know competed at a high level at quarterback. But I didn't know what I was doing. Nah, it's hard to do, man. It's hard to do. And and let me say, and he's made some of those throws even in college. Correct. But like you said earlier, he was probably the highest rated high school player. He was the highest rated college player. He got picked first. He's still starting after five years, which is better than 99% out there. And this is the one thing about Jameis that, that maybe sets him apart from everybody else. He's the most on the fence I've ever seen as far as should we pull the plug on this guy? Like there's two sides that are absolutely right. Okay. Cause what happens is Jameis, there's a Jameis lovers. Okay. And the Jameis lovers are going to see what's good. And there's going to be the Jameis haters that are going to say, you see, he shouldn't be starter. And it didn't look pretty. But are they saying that in Cleveland? You know, and if you look at what Jameis has done in his body of work, and everybody listen closely, quarterback is one position on a football team. If you have no rushing game and you have no defense, you can't win by yourself. Jameis has 30 more, a little different now because we played yesterday, but 30 more touchdowns and interceptions. We're talking about Hall of Famers that don't have nearly those numbers. Right. Now, I don't know if I'm defending Jameis or not. I'm just saying... There's something about Jameis when I watch him that makes me say you can't pull the plug on him. You can't give up on him right now. Yeah, because you you see everything else that's out there. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the thing. It's like, man, (laughs) Jameis has shown us escapability. He's shown us that he can complete the deep ball, just not consistently. He can zip it in there. He can get the ball out quick. He can, you know, he can he can do all of those things mm-hmm. by himself. We've seen this thing because he's never had mm-hmm. a team around him. So it's like you can't you can't pull the plug to go back to a, a an unknown mm-hmm. when you have the you know football. The older you get, the more confidence you get, the better you're gonna get. Well, it slows down. You know game, what I mean? The game slows so you, down. so even even if it's not working out, mm-hmm. you understand that the team around him isn't the best. But he's getting better through experiences. And the reality is people want to say this is who he's been. Listen, you're in a new offense. To me, he gets a fresh start. Mm -hmm. He gets a new start. That's how I judge James, based not not Mm -hmm. based on what you've done in the past. All right? Because this is a different mentality. I want to see if Bruce Arians can fix Mm. what other coaches have struggled with 
Uh, and we didn't, we didn't, we, you know, we kind of saw some of the same things that we've seen throughout his career. No doubt. Uh, uh, you know, in game one. And and that's something that now Bruce Arians has mm-hmm. seen it for himself. And now he's able to, you know, now he's able to tell. See, Jameis, you will hear Jameis say, I just got to get back to being Jameis. So he's committed into mm-hmm. being himself. And that's the problem. That's, yeah. We that's don't a, need you to yeah. be we don't need you to be James. We need you to be what we truly believe True. Bruce Arians is trying to True. coach you to be. But James never failed before. That's what happens to right. professional athletes. When a professional athlete fails, they've never failed before. Right. Never. And they're thinking, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being on a radio station. You talk about different sports, and you have a young pitcher come up, and he's getting hit. He never been hit before. He's been the best in every level he's ever been, and all of a sudden you don't know how to fix this. You can't figure this out. Right. So that's what Bruce Arians is supposed to be there to fix. But for me with Jameis as well is, you know, we have some quarterbacks that have been sitting in the same system for 12 years, okay? Mm. I know very well that as I got later in my career, I was wise enough in the game that I can— figure things out, yeah. okay? Jameis is not that deep in his career. He's had different coordinators every year, different people in his ear, and familiarity is one of the most important things. Like, you should be able to, like, I'm sure Tom Brady or Peyton Manning at the end of his career, and I'm talking about Hall of Famers, obviously, could almost coach what they're doing. They could coach it. They know it that well. Yeah. Jameis has never been able to get that comfortable with anything. And I think, to me, as an offensive lineman, as an offensive lineman, the systems don't change that much, okay? You block certain things certain ways. But the game to me in my first year, my second year, it slowed down 50%. Mm-hmm. Then it slowed down another 50%. And by the time it got to my fifth year, I could just see it. Right. He's not seeing it yet. He's not He's not seeing it. He's not feeling it yet. Like, yeah, you I saw mean, the great ones. Like, Peyton Manning ended his career, bro. He could throw the ball 15 yards slowly. But he knew where the ball was going. Jameis doesn't know where the ball is going yet. That's the problem. But you can't pull the plug before he does. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, with the coaching change, you, you say the systems are, are different, but, you know, it is a different feel. It has to be. I mean, it's it a different feel. So he, he, you have to give him time. And I say, you know, James has always been good with policing himself mm-hmm. uh, in his career. We've seen some of the worst of James, and we saw him correct some of those things towards the tail end of, mm-hmm. of many of multiple seasons where he got better. So I would have to assume that we've seen the worst of Jameis Winston okay. this year. Already? Already. We've seen the worst of okay. him. We've seen the worst of what he gets. And now, based upon his history of what mm. he's been able to correct about himself, and, and to me, and a lot of people jump on me and say, I'm a Jameis Winston apologist. And listen, man, all right, there's, there's three comments that, that we're not talking about Jameis in this way. If you catch the ball, yeah. all right, if you, if you if you catch the ball, if you run a good route, or if you do your job, mm-hmm. get out. Yeah. That's three picks. That's right. Catch the ball, Fumble. run a good route, yeah. and do your job. Yeah. Those three things, and when those three things happen within the team, like everybody is accountable and everybody does their job, mm-hmm. we win the game. Yep. We win the game. So that's why you gotta you gotta hang in there. Because hopefully you can fix those things around Jameis. And still nurture that position. Bro, we the same team as last year. Uh, you, you, no, it, we're worse we're, than last yeah, year. Yeah, we, we are worse than last year because we're minus Humphreys. And, and minus Humph- JPP. And, 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 <laughs> correct. And offen- offensively, we still have a left tackle that gets turned around every game. 
every game, and they gave him what fourteen million dollars. They had to, uh, they, and, and we're and 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 we're we're a worse team than last year because we had to press the reset button as well, and that's the that's the major part. You got a coach in Byron Leftwich who maybe not only is seeing a lot of things for the first time. In in this perspective of Jameis and offensive coordinator mm-hmm. uh, vision, okay, but he has to learn his quarterback too. So that's that that is a process. So that you know, Byron Leftwich can be the best coordinator he can be. Is he has to learn his quarterback in mm-hmm. game time situations, mm-hmm. things that you can give Jameis, things that you want. Now going back, well, we we're not gonna put a running back out there uh, on, on the perimeter. Because we don't want James to throw that ball. You don't want so it. So we just going to X that out of <laughs> yeah. the offense. And sure. now he can't make that mistake anymore. Correct. You know, like little things little things like that. Well, and talk to me. I know you're a, a Devin White fan, okay? Yeah. Uh, I've been watching him. He is a young kid learning. He was getting pushed around yesterday. Yeah. They were pushing him around a yesterday. Times. Boy, I a tell you, times. football's a weird it was thing, moving, man. moving fast. He got to the ball a lot of times as well. Uh, he was physical when he did get to the ball, and I would just say, you know, that's a that's a that's a part of it. That's a part of it. Yeah. When the bullets really get to flying, yeah. it's a difference. It's different than preseason. It's way, it's way different. But you know, you for yeah. you know your first game. Yeah. Uh, He'll conform. You know, he's a he he's a highly he's a competitor. Okay. He's okay. a competitor. That's what he's done his mm-hmm. whole life. He got to LSU. He had to conform. He had to meet yeah. the challenge and meet the speed. When he got to college, that's mm. what he did. So eventually, it's going to come around. I was sad to see Quan lead the game because I'm telling you, he one of my favorite. Quan Alexander is one of my favorite Buccaneers of all time. I, the first time really? I saw the first time I saw Quan play, I go, "Who's that?" Quan Alexander, I go, yeah, "That's he, my guy." He's playing. Yeah, man, but he's he, he's bringing out. He's bringing. Yeah, you, you feel, feel him. You feel, you feel him. him. Yeah. Is it that LSU thing? Absolutely. I can see that. Absolutely. It's like that. you know because our mentality at LSU was dominate. I went in and spoke two years ago to mm-hmm. them, and I was talking about how the mentality that I had at LSU was I, I wanted to knock your ear pad out your, out you. your helmet and separate man from football. I'm go. a wide receiver, but that was the mentality mm-hmm. on L1 on kickoff. Mm-hmm. I was going down there, there with the were. punisher. If yeah. I was going down the first fourth block, let me tell you, mm-hmm. I'm going to get some ear pad. Yeah, it's a mentality. I want you to hit boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I that's what I want you to yeah, hear. Yeah, yeah. So that was the mentality yeah. of our culture at LSU and a new receiver and Coach Moffitt, yeah. our strength and conditioning <laughs> yeah. coach, is still there. Like the the foundation mm-hmm. is still there where they saw that mentality go win a national yeah. championship, and that's just that's what breeds at LSU. Yeah, man. You know, what I mean that dog, the, the dog. You now know? I've talked to Ali Marpet in the off season. Good kid, good kid. Yeah, I've talked to Dot every once in a while, uh, and I. You know, Ali is a, a captain, which doesn't mean a whole lot because uh, your boy uh, Agabula, what's his name? Agua, uh, I can Dare Angumbuale. Yeah, he's a special teams uh, uh, captain. Take it off. Take the C off because he got housed a couple times yesterday. Yeah, he but got I said that, He got pushed out the club. Bad, okay? <laughs> I, I said to Ali Marpet, I said, Ali, you guys are the pulse of the football team whether you know it or not, okay? You guys can't be soft, man. I go, not saying you're soft, but people going to see how hard you are. And I go, you're the captain. You should be the one. At the end, when the when the whistle's blowing, yeah. pushing the son of a bitch face into the ground. That's what it's about. It's not about being nice and picking people off the ground. Bullshit. Don't pick nobody off no damn ground. Right. Push their face in the ground. I, I, my offensive line coach, uh, um, Carl Mark, one time, Charles McCray picked somebody off the ground. And he stopped the film. 
And I'll never forget, he goes, if I see you pick somebody else off the ground this year, I will cut you immediately. And he goes, look, he looked at everybody else, he goes, anybody else picks anybody off the ground, I will cut you immediately. He goes, not only do you not pick somebody up, go down and gore their ass. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's my guy. That's my guy. Hey, yeah. You see these scars on my yeah. thumb? Yeah. Two, two thumb surgeries, thumbs hanging. Week, yeah. week 12 of New England, my last year in the league. Mm-hmm. Hitting Man. the guy, getting him to the ground, mm-hmm. and then trying to go three inches into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Ripping my thumbs off. Ripping my uh, own thumbs off. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? But that is, um, you know. I think you're born with that, too. And this is the real. This Please. is the real, Ian. Yeah. Because I was in the heat of the battle, and that was my mentality. Mm-hmm. My mentality under the... Hit your first force, block mm-hmm. you. We in there, mm-hmm. and then mush you in the mush you in the face. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a that's a different. A person that's like that on the football field is raised a certain way in a certain area, and everybody disagree. Everybody, disagree. Can't, everybody's not gonna do that. I disagree. I think you're born with it. I think you're born with it. Because I was brought, I was brought Montreal, Canada, bro. I was brought well, from well, suburbia. Well, okay, I, you know I, I give saying? you that. I give you that. Now, but, give now you my that. parents are from Guyana and Trinidad, and give, my roots. You, that. you know what I mean? But you either have it. What I'm trying to say Correct. is, either you have it or you don't. That mentality. That mentality. Paul Gruber, doesn't matter where you where you're from. It's either yes. you have it sure. or you don't. Paul Gruber's name is in the circle. Okay, he deserves to be in the circle. He didn't bust a grape his whole career. Yeah, he really didn't. I'll go back and watch the film. Right. Paul had immaculate feet. Immaculate hands. He was blocking all the best pass uh, uh, rushers out there. On run plays, you know, he, he would get a stalemate and be happy. You know what I mean? Right. Once again, I wasn't the prettiest player, but I'm busting grapes. Yeah. I'm busting yeah. grapes. I mean, that's not everybody is mental. Not what, everybody what, has the what, same mentality. Yeah, you got a mind's ward what mentality. What I'm saying is, if you have to tell the offensive lineman this is what you need to then, do, you're right. then they don't have it. It's not them. You know, remember when. It could be uh, taught, it remember, could be this is what exposed, it was a few years ago, and it exposed the truth of our offensive line. Um, who was it who was here? He, he, he went, he left, and then had a big year. He got paid. What position? Offensive line. Sweezy. It was it? Yeah, Sweezy. Sweezy, yeah. okay. Yeah. So when Sweezy comes, all of the articles are talking about how this guy is mm. nasty. Oh, he's fizzy. He's nasty. And we're only talking about Sweezy like that. Yeah. And I'm saying... This is a problem. That's a problem, yeah. yeah. If you're only talking about one guy being yeah. nasty, that means all your other guys yeah. aren't nasty. But we're not nasty. You know that, right? Huh? You've, you've seen our offensive line. We're not nasty. We're not nasty. No, 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 oh, no, no, absolutely no. not. No, no, but, no, no. But, but that is what let me know the truth mm. of we're not that good because that's where it starts. Mm. It starts in the trenches, yeah. and if you're not physical— yeah. Okay, then you got to be able to do a Paul Gruber did. You got to mm-hmm. be able to pass block. You got to be able to throw the football. Mm-hmm. Can we do that consistently and win games here without a running back? No. Nope. Mm-hmm. We're not that good. We're, we're not that good. We're now, not that good. Now, it wasn't all negative, okay? I saw some good things on defense. No. I, 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 oh, oh I, I, was, some, I was excited about I saw, this. I saw some good stuff. Com- comparing to where we came from Correct. last year yeah. in the past few years, we're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You're positive about what Todd Bowles is going to bring mm. and growing. You know, uh, I saw a different Vernon Hogger. I almost brought tears to my eyes because I've been critical of him because mm. I watched game tape and I want to see that nastiness. I played a, I played with Rondé Barber. I saw a small guy 
be feisty every mm -hmm. single play. And I saw what it brought, the mm -hmm. greatness that it brought. So that's what I want to see, mm -hmm. you know, out there. And I didn't see that out of Vernon. I saw him in the vicinity a lot of times. Mm -hmm. He got burnt, but he was always there uh, one step too short, you know, just not getting there enough. Then he gets injured, uh, injuries, injuries, and he just hasn't. It's been very unfortunate for him. I saw a different Vernon out mm -hmm. there. I, before the pick, he came up mm. with some hat music, and I was like, mm. "Okay." Yeah, but I think that's, that's a coaching. That's a coaching. That's too, the coaching. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That is what coaching will do. And you know, the first game of the season, in my opinion, the coaching staff has to win you that game. I was paying attention to how we adjust in the second half, mm. and we didn't. We, we didn't weather the storm, and we didn't weather the adversity. We made some mistakes in the second half that cost us the game. Well, I mean, it wasn't a clean game, and if you go back to Rondé Barber. Rondé Barber was a product of his environment, okay? Let me tell you this. You can look at last year's defense, and other than JPP, the one nobody going, and Quan Alexander, the one nobody going hard out there. Nobody. I didn't see it. Right. I saw more people going hard yesterday. Vita V is going hard. Sue's, I'm seeing Sue making tackles down the field. If anybody thinks that Gerald McCoy is better than Dominic and Sue, you're crazy. Because I watched Dominic and Sue do four things yesterday. Right. That he I, immediately popped that off. I never, never saw, saw Gerald. McCoy. Yeah, you just saw him. Gerald saw never, he never stood somebody up, threw him down, and make it. Never. So anybody out there thinks Gerald McCoy is better than Dominic and Sue, you're yeah. just wrong. And Gerald didn't do anything just. He got zero statistics. And he might do, did he get one tackle? That's one small tackle. But and I, I, what I'm scared of is, though, Gerald McCoy is going to come in. We're going to go there on a short week. Kappa was, had his first start last week. He's going to be recovering and got to play Thursday from Sunday night. Gerald might eat his lunch, dog. All night. All he might eat because he's stiff. Kappa's kind of stiff. He kind of stiff. I mean, Gerald knows this team. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, so he, he does. he's he's going to and he's going to talk trash uh, too. It's going to bother me. I don't know if he's going to talk trash, me. but he's going to smile. <laughs> what do you mean he's going to talk trash? Of course, see that big old smile, them little ass teeth. Come on now, you Gerald was see, talking uh, about gonna, going against the Bucks the second he was smiling big because yeah. he know he 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 with our offensive line. I hate to say it, he's licking his chops. Let's run and, the ball right at him because he don't make no tackles. He don't make not a tackle. He don't. He never has. You run the ball right next to him. Hey, Gerald, here we come. Yeah. He ain't sticking his arm out. He ain't trying to put his helmet on nobody. And none of that. So, good riddance to, to Gerald, Gerald McCoy. Now, last thing before we got to get out of here. I have to ask you about the whole Antonio Brown thing. First of all, I'd never been around anything like that. And while it was happening... I kept on saying, this is the dumbest brother I've ever seen in my life. Now that it's done, I'm not sure he is. I'm not sure that he didn't orchestrate this whole thing by himself. Because it was so, it was almost like, um, what was that movie, Usual Suspects, is that what it is? Where at the end, when you notice the dude was lying, they go back and they notice he was lying about everything. That's not, throwing the football over the fence is not what he does, but that's the way he got out. And he ended up right where he wanted to be. And at the end, we're going to count the money up, and he's going to make the exact same money probably he would have made if he would have stayed with the Raiders and got his wig split and lost 13 games every year. Maybe, but he's got to play. He's got to play he's this play. year to, to get a second year uh, in New England. I don't, I don't think Antonio Brown, what he did was stupid after looking at everything and how it transpired. and getting Cussing it. out the GM, calling him a crack-ass well, cracker? Well, you got to understand where it comes from. I shouldn't, it shouldn't and, matter where and, you and come Alex, from for that. Well, he, ain't done, Ian, he never Ian, did it before. Ian, listen, coming from Pittsburgh, mm. all right, and this is what happens. The GM, and, and you know, 
this is a this, a lot of what we saw out of Randy uh, Antonio Brown was racially motivated. Okay. All right. Starting he, in Pittsburgh. Starting in Pittsburgh, the okay. owner comes out and he says he calls everybody else kids, mm-hmm. and he says you ought to be you know. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is that blah blah yeah. blah, and then we heard Antonio Brown said Ben got an ownership mentality. And, and you know what? Well, I, I see right? I see where you're going with this, and I'm not from where Antonio Brown is. I don't even know where he's from. That's something that's you can see that so many different ways. You can see that a lot of different ways because everybody's gonna look at it differently. You know well, that, right? Well, yeah, but I I'm, I only look at it how how I see it mm-hmm. and how I hear it. On the inside, from people who know the situation of of what's coming out, he he had no idea what was going to transpire. Mm-hmm. He didn't care. He was fully confident in his ability that he was going to play for somebody. Sure, he's that good. All right, <clears throat> and uh, Antonio Brown was taking his stance in Pittsburgh that I am a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Y'all can keep all of this Ben Roethlisberger stuff going on, but it's me. Who has made Ben Roethlisberger, right? There's something to be said about that. All right. That. So that's his stance. Mm-hmm. The owner comes out or the, the, the GM comes out and is saying, no, that ain't that ain't the truth. And Antonio Brown's like, well, trade me then, mm-hmm. okay? And let me show you. Let, well, trade me then. And then he comes to uh, uh, Oakland where John handles the situation perfect, in my opinion. All right. John, John Gruden handled the situation perfect. Because Since, he was supporting A.B. through the helmet but you stuff. Did, wait a minute now. He you, supported A.B. through the helmet Now, through you the know John, stuff. too. We didn't see That's all of you didn't I see all I saw a different John. I saw a different John. Through the I TV. Like, wow. But through the TV. You know, behind closed oh, doors, oh, John. I know. I could, tell, I could tell the conversation. <laughs> I, could, I watched the TV, and they were playing the highlights. And he pushes. John pushes yeah. a lot. And he pushed A.B. one time, and he said something. That struck AB wrong, and he was, and AB was like, "Wait, wait, 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 yeah, wait, yeah, wait, hold now, up, dog. wait now." Yeah, and I could immediately see John ain't backing down. AB is not backing down. All right, and then when you try to come for me and come mm-hmm. for my money, how you gonna get? How you gonna take the greatest one of the greatest players in a decade? Mm-hmm. You gonna take my guarantees? Mm-hmm. That don't even that don't even make sense. Like you trying to big boy me. Yeah. So it sent him back to that mentality, that Pittsburgh mentality mm. that only y'all trying to handle me. Well, I'm a I'm a I'm a blow up the spot. I'm a blow up your spot mm. because I believe in my talent that I'm gonna land somewhere. Well, so you ain't gonna treat me like that. I think you know exactly. Pittsburgh ain't where, gonna treat me like that. He knew exactly where he was gonna land because he made sure he was gonna land there because he didn't want to for the second the the second. Antonio Brown signed with the Raiders, I, and I said this quickly: that won't work. Oh, you knew it wasn't John Gruden work. and Antonio Brown. But then, listen, I'm, I'm, I still want to see it try to work though. Because I, I know, I know, AB was no gonna way. fire off on day. No Carr. way, no way, no he was fire off. As soon as he didn't get the ball, as soon as he didn't get the ball, Not trying, to, trying to cipher through this John Gruden offense. He wasn't going to be happy at times. And he was just going to blow up. We'll see the same thing it that uh, Odell Beckham did. A.B. is a front runner. Okay? like like, And unfortunately, a lot of wide receivers seem to be that way. They're front runners. And when it doesn't go, because because a lot of them are prima yeah, donnas. You know they are. We earn the right to be front runner. You know how much running <laughs> we do at practice? Not, 
Oh, get out. Oh, don't practice, even, Don't man. even try that. Come on, you guys, are, you guys have We just running. <laughs> you guys I haven't need. passed. You, you would rather, would you rather run oh, or hit man. the sled? Which one you rather do? Hit the sled oh, and run for two, three, two yards. You just hit the sled and roll. Come on, in. You get to sit on your ass. Bro, I got to go against Marcus Jones every day in practice. Oh, man. You ever try to block you Marcus Jones? Take a knee. You crazy. Man, y'all breathing out there, man. We ain't. Y'all breathing out there. Soaking up all the oxygen. Dude, you don't want to come. Nah, Another man. one. Dog. The further, Another one. The further you get from the ball, the easier it gets and the more girls you get. That's just the way it goes. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got all the girls and stuff, but the real football happening in the middle. We even let you come inside every, every once in a while. We didn't let everybody I, do that. I mean, you know, I You're honorary. Right. The real football does yeah. happen on the inside. Thank but you. what I'm saying is we get the right to be divas because, shit, y'all ain't doing all that running. <laughs> all right? We, we running. Yeah, we ain't built right? for the running. That we is running. for sure. And, and the reality is, uh, is ain't nobody really trying to kill y'all. All right. Shoot. Ain't nobody trying to kill y'all. You kidding me? No, they trying to kill a man with the ball. They trying to kill us. They trying to destroy us. Oh, they trying man. to get through you. Right. So now you trying to destroy so them. So as, as I run up on my block and and Ray Lewis is five yards from me and we back we bump heads. He's not trying to kill he me. He ain't hitting you like he hitting me because he can't. Because Jeez. if he hits you, if he hits you like he hit me, he out of control. He has to hit me he, like he hit no, you. No, 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 no. Oh, he has he to. He needs to be firm. You can't go around. He using his hands. He getting his hands on it's you all first, hats, baby. all right? So he can see it's and he grab it and he gonna throw you. You know what he's doing to me? Yeah, but he's you're not hitting him. me. But you're not hitting him back. If Ray Lewis, you're if, defending if yourself. Ray Lewis came up to you full speed, running full speed, and ran through your mouth every single play. I would say, see what I mean? Did <laughs> you see the difference? Well, well, that's a difference. You get, you get it. You you don't get Ray Lewis. Face man. You're not battling you Ray hands. Lewis. You're not battling him. I'm you battling him. You're not fighting I know, him. I know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's where the real football comes in. That's, that's where the real football that is, comes in. That is true. Right? But it's true. just a little bit different on the attack. Yeah. You know what I mean? A tackle and a block. It's a difference. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. I'm old, raggedy. Now, back in the day, I went out there and made some Ray noise. Ray Lewis, 250 pounds wrapped around your ankles. Come on, man. My ankles. I get my it. My ankles are, are five, yeah. five, five little pounds. Yeah, yeah. I got two, two. Ray Lewis on my ankles? I think Ray Lewis was more than 250, maybe. Come two. on, man. He might have been more than 250. Ray Lewis on my ankles? That ain't fair. Hey, Ray Lewis ain't on your ankles, man. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here, man. Let's hope the Buccaneers uh, represent a little bit better next week. Um, can't be much worse but then again traveling on thursday after the first week yeah. they travel wednesday which is like tomorrow <laughs> pretty much so i can't even imagine mentally how you get prepared for that game that quickly i did a i played a i played two monday night games the next game is so hard because yeah. you have like a day and a half less rest That's they have bad, man that we can lose we can go 0 and 13 they have three days less rest after the first game I don't. I, my body hurts just talking about. The it. sad thing is, is that I knew that this was going to happen, and I'll say this: I was waiting for somebody to report on the mentality, the body language of the mm-hmm. guys, and somebody already reported like the guys who've been there are kind of like, "Here we go, here we again. go again." As soon yeah. as you start saying that. You're in trouble. You done bought into that yeah. losing culture. You yeah. just bought a first-class ticket, man. Uh, well, it could be a long season. So it, it could be a long season no when you doubt. see that. 
Well, Michael you know? Clayton does the pregame shows on uh, 620 and 95.3 uh, with T-Crash, correct? Yes, sir. I like you guys go out. It. It's, it's interesting. I, I, I listened to the postgame yesterday, too. It's very, very interesting. It's good stuff. We turn it up, man. Yeah, no we doubt. We have a good time. What, you guys having cocktails up in there while you're chilling, man? No, man. Nah. We got some Hooters, Wayne. Yeah, okay. There you, there you go. All right. Michael Clayton, everybody. I'm sure he does social media. At Michael Clayton, I guess. MC, listen up on Twitter. Okay. All right. You can tune us in. Uh, Twitter, that still doing, exists? Does Twitter still exist? Barely. I guess. Yes. Instagram, I'm so horrible man. with it's social Instagram, media, bro. man. Instagram now. Uh, Michael Clayton, 1480. There you go. Instagram. Well, we're gonna we're we're gonna figure some things out. I'm gonna clean your Instagram game up, but I'm yeah, clean your whole help, social help media me game. Out a I got you. Big bro, you. I got know? you. I got you. Anybody has any questions for me? And sorry we didn't get a chance to get to them today. We'll get to them uh, next week, hopefully after a Buccaneers win. Uh, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com and all the social media as well. Uh, make sure you listen to Ron and Ian, uh, 95.3 FM, 6.20 AM, 6, 3 to 6, every day, Monday through Friday. Have a wonderful week, and uh, let's hope next week the butts get it uh, taken care of. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. 